From Homedale to Salmon River, District 3 has several teams that don't always get their due. Stepping outside the shadows of the SIC, this is the Treasure Valley PrepCast with Logan Green. That's right. It's another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Breaking down all that District 3 action you need to know for the 3A, 2A, 1A ranks. Brandon Bainey with Logan Green and tonight's prep cast is presented by D.L. Evans Bank. It's really nice to have them on board uh, making this prep cast possible, Logan. Yeah, just saying, you know, them and as long as all of our sponsors, right, that help us be able to bring all this content and cover every nook and cranny of the state. And uh, we can't do it without them. So uh, much thanks to D.L. Evans Banks for being here with us tonight. Yeah, you know, Logan, as uh, critically acclaimed broadcasters, we carry hefty salaries, don't we? Thank Somebody's got to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, that that uh, 50 cents an hour, you know, somebody's got somebody's to pick that up. <laughs> yeah, uh, seriously, though, thanks to DL Evans Bank for, for making this possible. And, of course, all of our sponsors that support so many of the things that we do, because that's really what we're all about, is trying to, to shine the spotlight on, on the high school athletes across the state of Idaho and couldn't do it without that support. So uh, let's start tonight's prep cast with some volleyball action. There, there's a lot of good teams in the Treasure Valley, Logan. That, no surprise, there always is, but but there's some yeah. strong teams. Yeah, and, and we hit on this last week with how many are in the top five at the at the 1A D2 level. You know, you, you've got Council at number five, Tri-Valley is number three, the defending state champions, and then Horseshoe Bend is number one. Of course, Horseshoe Bend, third place last year. So really just, just right there, just bang, bang, bang. And this is, of course, um, last week's rankings. The new coaches poll will come out, I believe, tomorrow, right? Yeah, On tomorrow Wednesday. morning. It's Tuesday night, so maybe we're, we're a little bit ahead of the game um, here with it. But um, you look at on the other side as well at the in, um, in you know in, in 2A Melba's ranked second and then in 3A or, or as well oh, excuse me Nampa Christian's also ranked fifth and then Fruitland's ranked third and Fruitland right now is 13 and three and the next team in their conference I believe is McCall at 10 and six like the separation there it's, it's, it's a big gap for Fruitland right now and and Fruitland I mean the girls' athletics at Fruitland right now are on a tear. The girls' soccer team is just rolling through everybody, and the volleyball team's thirteen and three. Uh, it's just really tough to to top them right now in those two sports. Fruitland looking to run away with those two sports, and then you, I mean, you look at um, Melba is seven and two last. You know, it's a good record, and they've also knocked off two conference opponents this week in Nampa Christian, and they beat them three to one. We just mentioned Nampa Christian was fifth. And uh, Melba, Melba had no problem with them. Um, so Melba's sitting pretty there at that second seed or second spot in the coaches' poll. And then they beat New Plymouth 3-0 as well. So you know, Melba looking really good. And then if we look right on the outside, right, so the outside looking in, who maybe could make that next step? Um, there's a couple of teams at the 1A D1 level that are, have been looking really good over the last couple of weeks. Um, we mentioned Greenleaf uh, last week. Um, you know, with their star player, fantastic week. Uh, but Greenleaf is one of those teams right now. They're sitting at six and two. Um, they're looking good as well. The the Grizzlies making some noise, and I think they have a, they have a big game tonight. Actually, they're be they're going to be playing Rimrock, and Rimrock is one that we haven't talked about at all. And they're they're kind of on a roll right now. They're five and one, one and zero oh in conference right now, and I believe they're they're only loss. Um, Sorry, I just had it right here. Let me see. Who did they lose to? 
Oh, Hagerman. They lost to Hagerman last week on the road. Um, but outside of that, a clean slate for, for Rimrock. So we'll see how they do when it comes around to conference play. Uh, they'll have to go against Notice as well. Notice is also 3-0 and this past week. So Notice looking good. And uh, Rimrock, like I said, is going to be playing Greenleaf tonight. So we'll, uh, I'm anxious to see how that one shakes out. Um, maybe some of those teams um, are kind of trailing Liberty Charter. Liberty Charter seems to be the, the class of the conference, at least right now running away with it. They have a seven and two record, so everybody's kind of knocking on the door of those two of, of Liberty Charter. So we'll see um, who can come out. I really like to notice Rimlock, Rim, Rimlock, Rimrock, and Greenleaf. See if uh, any of those three teams can make some noise come the rest of the season. Yeah, there there was a lot of volleyball going on last week. Uh, of course, the Idaho Classic, that that big tournament that's hosted by Mountain View, that's kind of the smaller schools, those three A, two A, one A schools. Uh, Tri Valley hosted their uh, Titan North South Challenge. Uh, normally, they get like teams from up north, you know, like from District Two, the White Pine League, and they come down and play. Well, because of COVID and stuff like that, it was basically just the South this year. But uh, Tri Valley won their own tournament, which is always nice. And then uh, a couple of those 3A programs that you mentioned uh, went over to Bonneville High School in Idaho Falls to compete in the Bonneville Classic. Now, that mm-hmm. was mostly 5A and 4A teams. There were only three 3A teams that were even invited. Defending champ Sugar Salem was one, and then Weezer and Fruitland were the other two. So that's pretty good company. And then, and then there were teams like Rocky Mountain, Skyline, Bonneville, Highland was there. So this was a really good opportunity for both Weezer and Fruitland to kind of see where they stack up against bigger, stronger opponents. Yeah, and that just shows how you know how impressive they've been so far this season to get an invite to come all the way to Idaho Falls. You know, that's a almost six hour drive from Weezer, I think, because it's four and a half from Middleton. So add about an hour and a half hour or so from Weezer. That's almost six hours to play that. And, you know, there's a lot of three, a teams between Idaho falls and Weezer <laughs> that they could have uh, picked up, but they, they wanted them to come over. So impressive for them and Fruitland to get that invite and then uh, to show up well in that tournament. For sure. So three, uh, a looking strong in volleyball, of course, three, uh, a, the snake snake river Valley conference is just continues to be amazing in football as well logan as we transition into what happened in football last week i, I think probably uh the biggest head turner was homedale hosting oh, yeah. standpoint that's a 3a hosting a 4a program and the trojans not only won but they, they won i think rather convincingly 38 to 21 over the bulldogs yeah and the, and we mentioned it last week that they kind of been sleeping on homedale a little bit just because we we don't know too much because they've been playing oregon teams and you know, they played Caldwell the opening week, and no disrespect to Caldwell, but I don't think anybody adds it to the, look what I did, I beat Caldwell. Um, so, you know, we, we just hadn't seen too much of them, and then Sandpoint comes down a top-five team, only lost by, like, one or two to Coeur d'Alene, and then they just get kind of run out of the building there in, in Homedale. And I think that made people sit back and say, oh, wait a second. Um, we've been talking about Weezer. We've been talking about Gooding. We've been talking about whoever who pick your poison. And, uh, maybe we should have been talking about Homedale this whole time. And I think that one caught a lot of people's attention and, uh, definitely caught mine and saying, maybe this is the year, right? This is the year that 
you know, three years in a row that they've had it. As long as they play anybody but Sugar Salem, I like their chances. But uh, uh, just, it's just incredible that it's been those two teams three years in a row. And uh, Sugar, Sugar not uh, probably not where they have been in the past. And this might be an opportunity for Homedale. And I mean, they're going to have to, they're going to have to deal with, with Weezer when they come around to it, but uh, beating Sandpoint like they did, you got to feel good about that going into the end of the season. And this was a Sandpoint defense that came in, you know, averaging, uh, allowing less than 30 points per game. And they, and they gave up 38 to the Trojans. Hayden Kinchelow rushed for 200 yards and two touchdowns. Jackson Dines, the quarterback, rushed for 176 yards and two touchdowns. They, they carved up what is generally considered to be a pretty good Sandpoint defense. So I agree. Homedale, I think, right now uh, is far and away the best team in 3A. And until somebody else knocks them off that yeah. perch, I'm going to keep voting them number one in the in the media poll each week. Sugar Salem, uh, if they get back to the championship, a lot of things have to go wrong for a lot of teams. I <laughs> that. Yeah, I just think, that, and we've said it a hundred times. I think that 3A just has so many really good teams. Uh, other com- other other levels, I think they they have. There's a lot of parity and that we've seen a lot of people lose that we thought maybe were good. But I think in 3A, it's just a lot of really good teams. And it's going to be a dogfight uh, end of October through through the uh, first couple weeks of November. And I'm excited for it, excited to see uh, Weezer in the playoffs, to see Homedale in the playoffs, to see Fruitland over there too. I think Fruitland's probably going to work their way in. And, and I think it, you look at that conference and say the surprise of the week was maybe – uh, that McCall Grangeville game um, that McCall only scored six points and um, falls to Grangeville seven to six. Yeah, it was kind of a weird game. Uh, it was a Thursday night in Grangeville. So McCall's got to make the trip up there, which is, yeah, it's not like super far, you know, like no. all the Grangeville isn't too bad, but uh, it's also a two, a program. Grangeville hadn't won a game yet this year. They'd had some um, problems with keeping their heads cool in, in some lopsided games. Um, and so for Grangeville to come out and win seven to six, I think McCall's okay. A, a loss to a two, a team is never a good look for a three, a school, but Grangeville's a good team. And despite their one and three overall record, they played a really tough schedule. And I think they're going to be a team that, that will qualify for the two A playoffs pretty easily. So um, right. not too bad of a loss for, for McCall there, seven to six and their first setback of the year. Uh, they're now two and one. So, so really since week two, Logan, the top two teams in, in the, in the media and coaches polls have been Homedale one Weezer two. It's just been kind of lockstep really since week two. And now we're, we're entering week five now, uh, Weezer had no problems. They, they played in Oregon school. They played, uh, Baker high school in Baker city, 48 to 12. Who <laughs> I think Homedale and Weezer could play like a best of seven series and it would, yes, go, all seven and it would go seven games and it would end in triple overtime. Probably <laughs> right. it would, uh, I think that that game is going to be phenomenal to, to watch when those two teams duke it out. Um, It'll be good, and it's it's probably a preview of a, of a semifinal or maybe even a state championship game. To be honest, like even whoever beats the other, I, I don't see the other falling that far in the rankings to to or, or the seedings where they won't be a maybe a, a two or a three where they will meet in in the semifinals for the state championship game. I, I think 
it's a very real possibility that you see those two play in late November. Oh, that would be epic. <laughs> that would be so cool uh, if Weezer and Homedale met up. So um, Fruitland had the week off. They didn't have an opponent. And then otherwise, you had Parma and Payette playing non-conference games in the SRV. Uh, Payette went and uh, played Wendell, which is a 2A program that's still trying to find its footing a little bit. Came away with a 21-7 to win. Uh, good victory for for Payette and yeah. not, not a bad loss for Wendell. Uh, and then really, I thought Parma had this is probably one of their best opportunities to, to get a win here as they went to American Falls to play a Beavers team that is young. You know, they got a lot of freshmen and sophomores uh, have really green, inexperienced offensive linemen. And it was close. But Parma ultimately uh, fell just short in that loss to American Falls, uh, 23 to 18. So t- tough uh, luck for the Parma Panthers. They're now 0-4. Yeah, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a long road for Parma. Um, they got a ways to go, and, and it doesn't – it's just unfortunately for them, it's, there's just no light at the end of the tunnel as conference play starts, um, unfortunately for them. Yeah, but, I- I, I thought that American Falls game would have been their last chance to get some momentum and and get things yeah. going as they get into league play. So, yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, league play finally starting up. Now, uh, I said Parma's best chance was probably going to be at American Falls. Their next best chance probably comes this Friday night when they host Payette, right? Those are the two teams that right. were picked to finish uh, fifth and sixth in the preseason coaches poll. So, I don't know. I, I don't have a good feel for how this that game might go, Payette at Parma. Yeah, and, and when you get into conference play, you, just anything can happen. You're so familiar with each other. A lot of these kids know each other. They know maybe what so and so likes to do, what so and so, what side of the the field they favor. You know, just those little nuances that in a non conference game halfway across the state you don't pick up on. Um, but you know, playing summer ball with people or going to camps and, and stuff like that, and and just being familiar with each other, you you, you kind of start to learn tendencies. And so that gives you an advantage out there. I mean, for both teams. So I, I do kind of like Payette in that game, but Parma, you can't count them out of that one. Um, just just from the famil- familiarity aspect of it. For sure. And then, and then you have the top four teams all duke, duking it out. I mean, this is this is going to be cool. It's almost like a, a series of elimination matches that we're going to see over the next couple of weeks, right? You've got uh, the, the first matchup is... Uh, well, I'll, I'll save the Fruitland game for last because I think that's going to be the most intriguing one. But you've got um, you have uh, Homedale traveling to McCall to play McCall Donnelly. And so we're, we're going to find out, you know, what this Vandals team is all about right off the bat, taking on the 4-0 Homedale Trojans. Yeah, it'll be a good gauge. We'll see. I You know, do you do you get run out of the building at home or do you keep it close? I think um, I think even staying it's almost like we talked about this with Carrie. It's like when Carrie only wins by 20, people are like, what, what went wrong there? Why'd they only win by 20? I think if, if you see McCall, keep it to a score or two that even, even in a loss, people say, Oh, they, they look pretty good. Um, they were able to keep it close against them. And people forget McCall was a two, a team two years ago. You know, that they're, they're newly here in the three, a, they're not used to competing against teams like Homedale on a regular basis. So I think if they can keep it close, maybe keep it to a score or two, that, that, that that's got to go a long way for, for McCall Donnelly's, uh, you know, for their confidence as the season goes along. 
And we, we talk about running backs in the conference, and it's always Kinchelow, Kinchelow, Kinchelow. Well, DJ Green plays for McCall Donnelly, and I know he would love to prove that he is the best all-around, most versatile back because he brings not only the rushing skill set, but the receiving skill set. And so this this could be a big opportunity for DJ Green to to – we already know what he can do on the basketball court. He kind of had his coronation at state last year as McCall Donnelly got all the way to the championship. But this could be his kind of his uh, big coming-out party for, for football. Yeah, he, he's just all over the place. And uh, he'd love to do nothing more than um, make a run. And, and when you have a player like DJ Green – if if you make a run and you can just sneak your way in, um, you know, you never know um, what can happen when you have a playmaker like that. You see it like on the basketball court. You just get one good player that gets hot, and uh, you can make a run in a tournament. And same thing with its conference play comes around. If, if DJ Green gets hot, that's what no, nobody wants. That <laughs> nobody wants him to be hot and on a roll and have to go face him. Um, you know, be like like you said, he he can run it, he can catch it. He, he's Christian McCaffrey, right? Um, uh, that that's it's a good comparison. Yeah, I mean, Panthers are two and zero, by the way. If anybody was curious, <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, like you said, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that one shapes out and and see how McCall hangs around with them. Just should be a good game. Um, I think I think it'll be close early on, but I think pr- probably that that run game of of Homedale will eventually wear down McCall Donnelly and, and they'll run, they'll run out, they'll, they'll run, a, not run away with it, but they'll put them away late. I, th- I think. And Homedale has a little more depth too, which could, could, could prove to be key in, in that matchup. And then, and then the final SRV matchup that I think this is going to be the best game fruitland at Weezer. I, I don't know where to go with this one. Where, where do you lean to on this? I mean, I, I lean, I'm, I'm taking, I would take Weezer. I just think, Brett Spencer back there um, after what they did to, to Emmett. I think that that just sticks out in my mind um, that, that they beat Emmett and Emmett might be one of the best four a teams right now. They're, they're the most consistent one um, you see across four a. Um, I mean, besides that loss to Weezer, of course, but I, I just hot mess right now it's a hot four a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one that's just like, okay, who's good. Um, nobody wants to be good. Nobody. No. <laughs> Nobody wants to claim it. it. That one is a. I know that's not our forte to say, right? But my goodness, that that's going to be something. I don't think anybody knows who's going to win. Um, there's going to be 16 teams in that tournament, and I think probably 12 of them could take it. It's just yeah. it just doesn't look. <laughs> it's it's wide it's wide open. Yeah. Uh, well, there's your taste of 4A if you if you're into that, but um. Yeah, so I, I think that I, I I like Weezer in that game. Um, I think Weezer, um, Weezer's determined. I think I think Fruitland beat them in the regular season last year, and then Weezer took care of them in the in the playoffs um, when they met in the playoffs. Um, but I like Weezer. I think Weezer's uh, like I said. I th- I think you're going to see Weezer and Homedale playing in the semifinals. Th- that both of those two teams will be there in the semifinals. Okay. All right. Well, when I'm filling out my gridiron game picks this week, Logan, and again, you can, you can play for free on yeah. idahosports.com. Uh, just pick every, uh, the winner or who you think will win every single game across the state of Idaho in a given week. And, uh, if you get the most correct picks, you, you win, you win a prize, you win some cold, hard cash, which is pretty cool. I, I think on my gridiron game picks, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Fruitland. I, I just, I got a feeling. 
All right. I'm, hey, I'm, ste I'm stepping out on the limb. I mean, you've seen it in college football this year where just everybody's beating everybody there too. It's just, I mean, I guess it's just translating down. It's just a, it's just a wide open um, free for all this season. Yeah, for sure. So it'll be a lot of fun as the SRV finally gets underway. The WIC, the Western Idaho Conference in 2A, also begins conference play finally, uh, really starting up this week. The big game last week, of course, was on IdahoSports.com. Cole Valley Christian traveled to Westside to play the Pirates. And Cole Valley Christian came into the week or came into the matchup as the number five ranked team in the state of Idaho. And the poll just came out again tonight, the media poll, and they stayed at number five, which I think is an indication of, okay, we respect that you went and played the best. Now they fell 47 to 14, but uh, I think Cole Valley was a handful of plays away from making that game a, a lot closer. So, Yeah, and I, I just think that I don't think it says m more about Cole Valley being bad as it does just Westside is, is that good. Back-to-back um, -back state championships, just they're good. They're good. It's hard. It's hard to travel that far, and there there's some power five conferences that probably don't travel as far to play an away game. I mean, heck, you look at the ACC. You know, if you're Wake Forest traveling to NC State, you don't you don't travel as far as Cold Valley Christian did to go play Westside. You know, it's uh, it, that's a that's a long way to go, and I respect them for doing that. And and like you said, I think a loss to Westside probably actually does more for their rankings than if they were to go beat Valley or go, you know, go, go play another to it, go beat Wendell. Um, I think it'll do more for them um, in that regard that, that, that they played up and that they'll come out with a, a winning record, even though they played a tough team out of conference. Yeah. I, I was very impressed watching Carter Fortin for the, for the, for the first time in person, you know, I've seen him on film, but until you actually see him in person, uh, with the pocket collapsing around him pretty consistently, he was able to stand in, deliver the ball. He got smoked one time and still released the ball and completed it downfield. Um, he's got very good pocket awareness. He moves really well. And so you you look at Carter Fort in this big 6'4 gunslinger, and you think, oh, yeah, Cole Valley, they're going to spread the ball around. Well, I was talking to their head coach, Mark Moreno, quite a bit before the game, and he said, really – you know, our three and our start has been really keyed on our run game. And, mm. and you, you saw it with uh, Lincoln G, who who is a great tailback, and he'll kind of be spelled by Ryan Galiner at times. And then those two, along with Fortin, they actually run a, a little option play out of the shotgun that's pretty effective. The problem with Cole Valley was they had a couple of snaps um, that were errant that that led to some some long yardage type situations. The other big key was Westside got the ball first, marched the ball down the field and scored, which immediately put the pressure on Cole Valley offensively. They're already down seven, nothing uh, and Cole Valley went three and out West. I got the ball again, marched down the field again and scored. And it was 14, nothing just like that. So if I, yeah. if I was going to play West side, I would, I would want them to actually be on defense first. I want my team to set the tempo of the game, not West side dictate how the game's going to go. And so that was the biggest thing. Cole Valley kind of got behind early tried to rally back late and then the, the big backbreaker came when uh Carter Fortin uh was trying to throw a middle screen kind of backed up inside their own 30 he tried to throw a middle screen and it was picked off by uh one of the defensive linemen for West Side and from there it was pretty much over but um I I I came away really impressed with Cole Valley uh doesn't get any easier this week Logan as they no. as they travel to Melba uh Melba 
Holy smoke, shut out Valley 74 to nothing. Now, I know Valley's not a very good team, but still, when you put up 74 points, uh, everybody notices. Yeah, I think they only threw like 11 passes or something in that game total, and they still did that. It's, it's crazy because you got to think it at some point you start. Um, like, for instance, when I was at uh, at Wilder last week and they played Kerry, um, you know, Kerry got up 46 to zero at halftime, and only scored a touchdown in the second half because um, they, they kind of just slowed it up. And, and you got to think that. Melba did the same thing, but they still kept scoring. It's that's impressive when you can put in the backups and they just keep hammering it down. And like you said, big matchup. This 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 might be a de facto conference championship game. You know, from what we've seen so far, I, I know I took Nampa Christian, and I still I still I still think they they can uh, they still have something to say about that uh, conference championship. But it's looking really. Like it's going to be those two Namp or um, Melba and, and Cole Valley, and this this could decide it. You know, they they could play each other and then run the table the rest of the way, and uh, you give it to Melba. I so this should be another one of those um, top games in two A this week. I don't know what else is going on around the state, but definitely here in the Treasure Valley, that's got to be the top game of the week. I mean, you look around and and Nampa Christian has Valley, so they they should they should win that game. Nampa Christian doing pretty good only three and one on the season. And then Marsing plays Orofino. So we'll see what happens there. Those two teams uh, both kind of struggling on the year. Marsing does have a win, but, um, and then new Plymouth plays Vail. I don't know much about Vail and how they are, but yeah. So looks like the game of the week right now is probably that, that Melba Nampa Christian game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Melba hosting uh cold Valley Christian. And I, I guess I should note that because there's only five teams in the league, they do have to kind of stagger the conference schedule. So, so I mean, truly right now, Napa Christian is technically in first place, right? They're one and oh, they, they shut out Marcin last week. Right. Uh, I think it was 43 to nothing. Let me double check that. Yeah. 43 to nothing. So yeah, Napa Christian, they're, they're fine. They're fine. They're right where we thought they would be. And so, uh, yeah. Well, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, like I know, I know we've been talking about the other two, and I, I did pick Nampa Christian, so yeah. um, I still, I still think they've got it there, and I think, I still think that that offensive line that returned everybody is going to be a factor, and if they can hold on and and just even just beat one of them, you, you know, if it turns, it could be a possible three way tie at the top, and that's not out of the realm of possibilities either. I think that that you might see kind of like last year we saw in in three over in East Idaho where um, uh, Teton, South Fremont, and um, Sugar had all beat each other. Um, right. Of course, there's there's two extra teams here, but you know those top three very real possibility that maybe they all beat each other and and have a three way tie there at the top. And I'll we'll see say, what happens. I'll say this: I think all three get into the playoffs this year. Um, yes, because, because of the way they they scheduled, right? Melba played North Fremont. Uh, Cole Valley went and played Westside. Napa Christian has played Fruitland. So I think they they realized and said we we got to schedule better. And so no matter how it shakes out, I think all three teams get to the playoffs. It's just a matter of who finishes where. It's going to be a lot of where. Fun yeah, uh, to, to I agree. I agree. Okay, one A level. Let's uh, quickly go through the one A stuff from last week. Is there anything that jumped out to you? I mean. 
I'm trying. I'm trying to find a, a story to hang hang our hat on. I, I guess you know Rimrock started off conference play with a nice sixty two yeah. to six win over Greenleaf friends. But you know Rimrock's got a new coach this year, Sam Ward. Uh, he yeah. comes from he comes from Montana, and he he wasn't hired until like the middle of July. He came very very late in the process, and so Rimrock kind of had to throw things together on the fly. And and for them to be one and one and and win sixty two to six, they they had a game canceled because they're a opponent had uh, some COVID problems so they haven't been able to play as many games as everybody else but a good start for Rimrock yeah I mean anytime you I know it was as Greenleaf but to put up that many points for a team that's kind of just putting themselves together uh, they got to be feeling feeling good about going into the rest of the season Uh, so we'll see how they they shape up as they get deeper in that conference season they got a couple big road trips I think they um, come into notice in a couple weeks um so you know you'll you'll see how they do, but yeah, I definitely impressed with that, and I was impressed with with Wilder. They beat um, Garden Valley. Garden Valley had a big win two weeks ago against Idaho City, um, but then Wilder bouncing back. I think that's the big thing. They bounced back from the, they took a beating from Kerry. They did, um, and and to bounce back and then to beat Garden Valley. Um, I know Garden Valley's not the Garden Valley of the last three years, um, but they're still well coached and uh, traditionally a great team and then to beat them 28 to 12 you know i think that was good for wilder to get back back on the horse and i think it just shows that wilder could be one of those teams that might give um that might give notice some problems more than we originally thought and and so we'll see how that one shapes up as the season goes along for sure. I think the, the other results uh, from last week, Council uh, defeated Timberline from Weipe, uh, 48-22. Timberline was a team that's just been ravaged with COVID problems. Like like as a school, I think they've had a lot of problems. Yeah. It was only their second game of the year, and it had been two weeks since they had played, so they were kind of walking into a trap with Council. But uh, And then also, you know, Tri-Valley defeats Idaho City, 26-20. Yeah. I think we kind of have to recalibrate because coming into the season, we thought Idaho City might might compete for that second spot in the conference, and we thought, well, try Valley. You know, they lost so much talent. You know, they might be down. We might have to reassess. Try Valley's two and two. Idaho City is zero and three. I know. I think Idaho City might be that that unfortunately just be that team at the bottom this year. I mean, they got beat really bad the week before um, by Garden Valley, and we've seen that. I don't know. I don't know how many games Garden Valley is going to win this year. Um, they're just trying to kind of figure out who they are after uh, their graduating class in, in Idaho City. Just they're just struggling. Yeah, like you said, a, a twenty-six to twenty, they fell to, to Tri Valley, and um, I mean Tri Valley. I think I can't remember who they beat. They beat somebody else. Uh, they um, they they defeated Greenleaf. 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 Friends. Yeah. So I so I think Idaho City might have might be down this season, unfortunately for them. Um, but then, you know, Lewis County also beat Salmon River 66 to zero. Um, so that's, that was a big win. I didn't, I didn't expect to see that out of Lewis County, um, to, to win that big. Um, I I thought it would have been closer with Lewis County, Lewis County only two and two on the season. Now, um, I, I thought it would have been closer from Salmon River. Yeah, I think Lewis County is pretty clearly the second best team up there in District Two in the in the White Pine League, only behind Kendrick. And I think they're right. clearly a step ahead of Deary. Deary's really struggled this year, so I, we're we're gonna find out this week, Logan, kind of where everybody stands because you've got 
You've got uh, Idaho City at Greenleaf Friends, right? Pair of 0-3 teams, the two yeah, teams that are kind right. of at the bottom. And then um, I think also in the 1A D2 ranks, you've got Tri-Valley at Council. And we'll find out which one of these teams might be the the challenger to Horseshoe Bend potentially in the long pick. Right. That's going to be a fun matchup as well. Yeah, and, and uh, Garden Valley plays Salmon River. So we'll see. I You know, I... I probably will take Garden Valley in that one. I think I think the Wolverines uh, do well there. And then the the big road trip for Horseshoe Bend going over to play Water Springs. So kudos for them. We were kind of talking about that before. That uh, believe it, Water Springs was supposed to play Showband, and Showband ended up not having a team. And and uh, Horseshoe Bend steps up and says, "Wait, we'll play." And so that's that's a good pickup. I think that that should be a good game uh, between those two. And I think the other game that I would like to, to see is that Rimrock Wilder game. I think that'll show us maybe who's ready to take on notice. Yeah. I, I you know, Wilder held their own against um, Horseshoe Bend a couple weeks ago. But then, like we said, really struggled against Kerry, but then bounced back to win against Garden Valley. So I think maybe whoever comes out of that game, we say that might be the team that's next in line against notice and maybe can um, compete with notice and maybe possibly sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. This will be the week where we find out maybe who the challengers are going to be. So it'll be right. Be a lot of fun for sure. So, okay, Logan, uh, every week uh, before we wrap up the show, you like to give out three stars uh, and it doesn't always necessarily have to be football or it doesn't even necessarily have to be a player. Sometimes you give it out to an entire team. Where where are we going with the three stars this week, Logan? Yeah. So we're going to give one to Rimrock for the football team for coming away with a big win. Um, like we said, no, it's it, Greenleaf, not a super strong team, but good for them to come out with a win after kind of just a tumultuous off season they've had and kind of just throwing everything together. And only it's only their second game of the year. Like everybody else is some teams have played five game, four or five games and they've been sitting at home a lot. And so uh, good to see them get that win and, and get into the books there. Also, I'm another one. Let's give it to Rimrock's volleyball team. So just Rimrock in general, they get two of them. Like we said, the volleyball team is looking pretty good over the last couple of weeks, and they have a big game against Greenleaf tonight. That game's probably done um, right now. Um, but then the third one, let's go Hayden Kinslow. I don't think he can um, pass up on 200 yards on the ground with two touchdowns, and he just he continues to do that week in and week out, and. He, he's going to be a force to reckon with as the season goes along. And I, I don't know what his recruiting status is right now, but you got to think that he, he's getting on people's radar, that people are starting to to recognize that name um, as the season goes along and they play teams that, like a Weezer that, that has a D1 prospect. I, somebody's going to see him and like what they see. Um, so Hayden Kinchlow, uh, the third star. So we give it to uh, Rimrock football, Rimrock volleyball, and Hayden Kinchlow. Okay. That's going to be uh that that's pretty good company to be in for sure. So we'll see how everything shakes out uh, this upcoming week with uh, another full slate of uh, volleyball, football, soccer action as well. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun to break it all down as we're finally now into conference play, Logan. By this time next week, we're going to be able to have much more informed opinions and we'll probably sound a lot smarter. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think this week we're gonna get we're gonna get some gravy on top of the potatoes. Finally, I like it. Gravy on top of the potatoes. 
Oh, all right. That reminds me. I got to go get dinner. So uh, <laughs> that will do it for this edition of the Treasure Valley Prepcast presented by D.L. Evans Bank. That's right. They're on board as the sponsor, uh, not just for the Treasure Valley Prepcast, but the SIC Prepcast, as well as as well as all of our Treasure Valley game night broadcasts as well. So big thanks to D.L. Evans Bank for stepping up. You can get the audio of this podcast at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. You can also catch the video. Video on the idahosports.com YouTube channel as well as our Facebook page. All right, Logan, we'll uh, see you back here next week. Um, stay safe and uh, have fun at whatever game you're going to be at this week. Yeah, Middleton Ridgeview. That's where I'll be. Okay, that's that's going to be a good one too. So that'll be a yeah. lot of fun for sure. Uh, I got to go to Burley. I'm going to be in Burley for Minico and Burley. A little match. That should be a good game. That should be a fun one. Yeah, I'm excited. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But all right, for Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey. Thanks for tuning into the Treasure Valley Prepcast on IdahoSports.com.